Please be seated. I'd like to give everyone, especially family and close friends of Beryl, warmest of welcomes to St. Christopher's, and also a warm welcome to anyone joining us by Zoom. I know that people are doing that from all around the world so a warm welcome to you as well as we gather together today to give thanks to God for the life of Beryl Stumpf and through this service to commend her into the hands of the Lord she has served for so long. We begin by hearing some words of Christ himself. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life those who believe in me, even though they die, they will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Elsewhere we read, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. We bow our heads for our opening prayer. God of all consolation, your son, Jesus Christ, was moved to tears at the grave of Lazarus, his friend. Look with compassion on these, your children, in their loss. Give to troubled hearts the light of hope and strengthen in all of us the gift of faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We're going to sing the first of the uh, many beautiful songs we have in our service. It's the wonderful, wonderful hymn which Beryl and Wolfgang both loved, How Great Thou Art, and we stand to sing. i 
to take some time now to have some tributes from the family. Thank you. Um, uh, my name's Peter, uh, for those of you who don't know me, but I would like to, on behalf of all of the Stumpf family, say thank you for coming today, for joining us to celebrate our mum's life. And we'd also like to say thank you to everyone who's joining us on Zoom. We have sent links out to places as far as Australia, Canada, Germany, USA, and many in Egypt and beyond. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to say a few words on behalf of our family about uh, Beryl, our mother. Our mum loved to sing. She used to sing solos in church, and she also enjoyed singing in choirs. One friend said, I cannot hear the tune to the 23rd Psalm without thinking of your mother singing at our gatherings. Our mum loved bright colors, blue and purple in particular, which we are reflecting today. Our mum loved cooking and she loved looking after people. She spent a great deal of time providing hospitality for others and she was so good at it. Our mum was lovely, calm and caring. She was known for her charisma, her joy and her happy laughter. In fact, her joy was quite remarkable. She was always positive, optimistic and supportive of others. Our mum was a devoted wife to her husband Wolfgang, whom she married in 1965 and was married to for 57 years and whose life we celebrated in this same church only five months ago. Our mum was a very loving mother. She was very proud of her four children and their families all of whom are here today to celebrate her life. Our mum could be extremely determined if she wanted something, 
particularly if it involved her children. When, as a young family, we moved to Birmingham, our mum fought for us children, the four of us, to get into Mosley Church of England school, which in the 1970s was considered the best school by far in the area. The local school up the road was simply not good enough. Our mother was assertive and persistent with the head teacher of the school, Mr. Sweet. She was frequently knocking on the door. She didn't let up, she didn't get up, didn't give up until she had secured places for all four of us children in that school. Our mum was a blessing to so many people. She particularly looked out for the vulnerable and those in need. An excellent example of this is her friend Margaret, who lived on Grove Road only a few doors away from our house. When Margaret became terminally ill, our mum took her into our home to look after her and nurse her in the few weeks of her life until the very end. And when Margaret passed, our mum took her son Damien under her wing. And we are so pleased that Damien has traveled up from Devon to be here today. Our mum influenced many people's lives. Friends have said, your mother was so encouraging and uplifting and so dedicated to proclaiming and sharing the gospel. She was truly inspirational. Another said, your mother had an infinitely beneficial, beneficial effect on my life. Her, her authenticity, honesty and sincerity helped me in questions of faith again and again. Your mother will always be special to me and to countless others. C.S. Lewis in The Last Battle wrote, but for them it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and title page. Now at last they were beginning chapter one of the great story which no one on earth has read, which goes forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Our mum was very special, loved by so many. We say a final farewell to her today, knowing that she is now rejoicing in heavenly music. When I was thinking about what to say about Mum, she really encouraged me in my singing and my music. But I remembered a story when um, Samer and I became friends 20 years ago. This is my lovely husband, Samer, if you don't know. Um, we were in Egypt, and Mum and Dad decided to fly through Cairo to check him out to see if he was good enough for their daughter. So <clears throat> Samer didn't know anything about Mum or Dad. He knew they were in Yemen as missionaries. <clears throat> but um, for some reason, Sam has never been to the opera house in Cairo and he's, he'll never go again. He decided to take mum to the opera house. So we went to the opera house 
And I'll never forget, Mum looked at me and she said, now I can believe he can be the son-in-law because he loves opera. And he's never been to the opera house again. So we were in South Africa a while, years ago, and one day we entered this beautiful house. And I remember Mum said, do you think this is what heaven is like? Maria Callas was playing this big opera singer and beautiful stairs. And she said, I think one day when I face Jesus, all this singing will happen and I will walk up the stairs. So we love you, Mum, and I'm so grateful for the, the life you gave us. Mothers-in-law don't always get a good press, <clears throat> but Beryl was my mother-in-law and she was wonderful. Always welcoming, always kind, always full of wise advice, particularly when our, our two children were very small, but only ever when we asked for it, which was great. I think something our son William wrote when he was about 10 sums up Beryl better than any words I could come up with myself. He was asked to write about an inspirational person and he could have written about anyone. He could have written about Gandhi, or Winston Churchill, or Nelson Mandela, but he wrote about his nana. This is what he said. My nana takes care of me and knits dolls and hats for the children who are living in the streets in Sudan. When I'm in my nana's house, she always makes me feel better. If my nana didn't exist, I wouldn't feel as happy as I am. Whenever I'm upset, she'll always make me feel better. We're going to sing again. Beautiful, beautiful hymn. Angel voices ever singing. I invite you to stand.
Please sit down. We have some time now, and we're not in a in a rush or particularly hurried to uh, share some memories of uh, those people who were close to her, not quite as close as her family, but nonetheless knew and loved Beryl. So we're going to have just some time now and uh, invite people to come and share thoughts and memories and uh, those moments and times when Beryl's life touched ours and made it the richer and the better. So please do take your time to come and share your memories of Beryl. I'm William Drever. I know I haven't seen you guys for a long time. Um, I represent my family, Brian and Farida Drever, our long-term family friends of Beryl and Wolfgang. Um, they have known them, we have known them all our lives. My parents were missionaries in the Yemen with Beryl and Wolfgang. Um, and I grew up with these guys as a very young boy in Yemen. Um, we went different mission, different missionary directions. We went to Pakistan. You guys came back here, um, but you were always friends that we've always known. I saw my parents at lunchtime today as I was coming over. They send their love to each one of you, and their fond memories of what's happened. I was thinking about what Peter said about Mum being determined. Um, the reason we came to Birmingham was because of your mother. Um, we were leaving Pakistan and. They needed a good school for me to go to, so who was going to be our fighter for a good school? But Beryl. Um, she was the one who got me an interview at Camp Hill, which was one of the good schools in the area. And we came to the church that you were attending in those days as well. I remember coming back as a 14-year-old and you guys welcomed me into your home, so thank you very much. You were living in Moseley. We stayed in the flat upstairs. We had many fun games of risk and then your mum would call us down for meals, so I have very fond memories of her. She was like a second mum to us. Um, Beryl means beautiful gem and she was a beautiful gem. We really appreciate her and all of you for your lives, so thank you very much. I've known Beryl ever since about 1977. I became a member of the, what was called the Red Sea Mission Team. And I was already living in Birmingham, which was my hometown city. And uh, I got this message from Beryl and Wolfgang saying, can you look out for a house for us? And I thought, I can't look at houses. How can I look for houses? I've never bought a house in my life. But I was living at the time with a good, some good friends, Mr. and Mrs. Goodacre, and they started looking in papers. You didn't have the internet in those days. And they found several houses for Beryl and Wolfgang to come and look at. And one of them was Park Hill. 
And I thought, I don't think that's right. It hadn't met the criteria that they'd given me to look for, you see. But when they came, they felt that the house in Park Hill was the right house for them and their family. And so they moved in, and that was when I really got to know them and to appreciate them. And I really appreciated, especially Beryl, who was always very motherly and kind and helped me a lot spiritually as well as in other ways. So I do thank, my, thank the Lord for their lives and especially at this time for Beryl's life. Thank you. It's a privilege, <clears throat> it's a privilege to be able to give thanks to God for Beryl's life. Um, my husband and I, Derek and I, came to Birmingham with two young children and we visited 66 Park Hill that Audrey was talking about. And Beryl was there. My first memory of Beryl was one of welcome. Rachel was only a few months old and I needed somewhere quiet to be with her and Beryl sorted me and there was a warmth and a welcome that has followed, been part of Beryl's character and it's amazing isn't it to think her name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and she's so full of life, more ever than we can imagine at this moment in time here, down here. And music, while music featured highly, so did books. And my husband and I came to, here to open a bookshop and I want to give thanks for the encouragement that Beryl was. She was an encouragement by testimony. She was in, and a practical encouragement also. And uh, so, I join with everybody in giving thanks for Beryl's life. Amen. Yes, how special was Beryl. I was one of those vulnerable ones that she looked after. I, um, I met her before I went to Pakistan, Wolfgang took me there, and I had to come back two years later extremely ill. And so Beryl and Wolfgang took me into their home at Park Hill, and they and their four children were such a blessing to me. I had fun, crazy times with the four of you, and um, connecting me with the world and, and with God in a way that is beyond telling. And Wolfgang and Beryl, Wow, what support and prayer. Beryl, like you say, optimistic, full of love and laughter, just what a depressed person needed. And I'd had my joy from the family. But Beryl was very determined that I was gonna get better and I was gonna go out and speak at meetings and I was so scared, but she made me go. And I knew that she'd be at home praying and it was okay. 
and then after a year I was well enough to move on a little bit and over the years the support and the love from Beryl and Wolfgang has been such a healing part of my healing and then eventually I was married and Beryl with her beautiful voice came to sing at the wedding and she chose the song he makes all things beautiful in their time so praise God for Beryl and even then, when she was very poorly in her home at Maple Dean, I went to visit her. And she didn't know me, and we couldn't hold a conversation. But after a while, I read the Bible and began to pray. And then there was a beautiful silence, a silence wrapped up in the presence of God. I can't describe it. And after a while, I thought, I'll end now, and I'll pray. And I thought I was going to pray for the children and grandchildren and for the people they'd ministered to in Yemen and before I did that Beryl began so coherently our father our dear father she prayed and then she just prayed so coherently in Jesus name amen and then she beamed at me and said thank you for coming and off I went so blessed and that happened again the next time I went so praise God that verse in Psalm 42 is so special, isn't it? Deep calls to deep. And Beryl and her Lord as Wolfgang with the Lord. Ah, oh, the depth of fellowship in him. Isn't it beautiful? So praise God for Beryl. Thank you. My name is Anya Kappers and I'm working with Reach Across. I want to express deep gratitude for the life of Beryl, the many years of service that she had with the, the Red Sea team, how Reach Across was called back then. And um, on behalf of the leadership, they asked me to express their sympathy to you all. Um, sorry they couldn't be here. Um, today. I'm living to get today in 66 Park Hill with my husband. Our three kids have lived with us there the past 10 years, but now they left. Occasionally people ask, how, how did this happen? That this house belongs to the, to the charity, to, to reach across. And I cannot tell the story without mentioning Beryl and her faith and her prayer and her vision and her persistence. So I'm deeply grateful for that. We overlapped also in another place. Before coming here to Birmingham, my family, we lived for, for 13 years in the Yemen. And uh, we were first picked up by Wolfgang from the airport and, and ushered in and shown the ropes. Of course, Beryl was there. One of the fondest memories is the encouragement we received whenever they would see us young married couples, my baby sitting on the sofa and the kids gave us a break and, and any one of us would just be together, we would always receive encouragement from them um, to foster, foster together, to foster family, family to give time for each other. So we're grateful for the example they both were.
Beryl was a great one for believing in people. A lot of us can testify to that. And as already been said, um, she picked up lots of younger sisters or maybe younger brothers um, along the way. And I'm so grateful for her wisdom, her sense of humour. Um, she just seemed to know what to do in any circumstance. And she guided me a lot. And when I first came to this church in about 1991, she saw I was a pretty needy soul and she rescued me. And uh, then it grew into a very, very um, deep friendship. Um, uh, just one little re remembrance here. Um, when before she and um, Wolfgang were going to the Yemen at one time, um, she asked for the song, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. And that is exactly what she did all the time, of course, together with her, her wonderful husband, Wolfgang. And also I do remember at that time, um, I remember I was sitting over there and she and Wolfgang were over there in their usual places and we were worshipping and suddenly the whole church was filled with this beautiful voice um, singing in tongues and it was Beryl and I looked around to the right and there she was, eyes closed, hands up in the air and I just thought of this verse, change from glory into glory till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns before thee lost in wonder, love and praise. Well, that's exactly where she is now and that's exactly what she was doing then. Thanks. had one uh, written uh, um, tribute, it's, it's from Claire, and I think it really does, does um, uh, bear um, reading. Um, I wanted to share that on one occasion, I had, to have a visit, I had to visit our cottage in Harlech for the day while Wolfgang, Beryl, and her sister Susie were there on holiday. I didn't want to intrude on their time, but they called me into the sitting room to join a conversation they were having about heaven. Wolfgang was saying that he wanted to be married to Beryl in heaven and actually cried as we agreed there is no marriage in heaven but that they would know each other. He said he wanted her to be special. I just think this is testament to their love. There is a brackets here where Claire says, I know there are many times I'm delighted that I won't be married to John in heaven. I'm not sure I should have shared that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it made me think what a true helpmate Beryl was and how firmly she stood alongside him, a true Proverbs 31 person. There's so many beautiful tributes to Beryl. Can we give them and her a really big round of applause?
going to continue with our service and we're going to sing this beautiful psalm which meant so much to Beryl. The Lord's my shepherd. We stand to sing. sit down, we're going to have our first reading. A reading from the book of Ecclesiastes. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, 
time to mourn, time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God. I'm going to remain seated as we listen to a musical piece offered in memory and celebration of Beryl.
going to have our second reading. Jean is going to give us our reading. Just before I read, I just want to echo all that people have shared about Beryl and Wolfgang. And I just want to say what a huge privilege it was for me to know them and how much they enhance my own life. So Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We've had such beautiful tributes uh, to Beryl and uh, is really very little to add when it comes to describing her both individually and uh, together with Wolfgang. And of course it's very difficult to say the name Beryl without the next two words being and Wolfgang because they simply were devoted and so much uh, a couple. Uh, in many ways Wolfgang was perhaps the one that one thought of when uh, one thought of the missionary work and the traveling and the uh, leading and so much of the ministry. But I think there was a reason that nine times out of 10, one said Beryl and Wolfgang, not Wolfgang and Beryl. There was a beautiful steel to Beryl. She was that wonderful, wonderful character, but there was steel there was strength, there was a quality there, a dedication to Wolfgang, to her family, to the ministry to which she'd been called. It was, as I say, a beautiful steel. And their love for one another and their commitment to one another was a joy and a delight to see. And right towards the end of his life, Wolfgang, Gang continued to take uh, a remarkable delight in Beryl, something really beautiful and wonderful. And if you've uh, read uh, Wolfgang's book, you, I'm sure, remember that chapter when he describes meeting her for the first time. She came into a meeting, uh, and uh, uh, in uh, good tradition, Wolfgang then took no further notice of what was being said in the meeting uh, and was transfixed by her. 
and speaks about her beautiful blue eyes and uh, the way in which she couldn't wait uh, to find a way in which he could appropriately and within the constraints of a good Christian tradition in the early 1960s get uh, to be alongside her. And uh, that took a little bit of time, but finally he did. And uh, he speaks with a great uh, sort of feeling and, and, and conviction of the, the moment when it started to rain and he puts his umbrella up and she put her arm inside his. And clearly this was a very important moment. He also speaks with great uh, passion and, 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 and conviction about their wedding, uh, which sounds like a remarkable um, uh, occasion where uh, their friend Mr. Bud ended up being both, uh, well, both bridesmaid and father of the bride and best man, which uh, is pretty good going, isn't it? It's pretty good going. But their love for one another was just remarkable, wasn't it? Really remarkable. And uh, you only needed to be around them a very short amount of time to, to experience it and to know it and to delight in it. And it's such a wonderful testimony, such a wonderful, uh, simple testimony and challenge uh, to all those uh, who've stepped into uh, what it means to be married. Love for family. We've heard about that and, and certainly something that uh, I've encountered in these latter years when uh, Beryl has uh, had some struggles and difficulties. There have been one or two occasions when uh, she's not been in quite the right place at the right time. Um, she, she came and uh, fortunately came to Anne and John's house just up the road here in Woodlands Road at one point and uh, we were able to get hold of Martin and Martin came and the delight on Beryl's face when she saw him. Son of mine, she said. Son of mine and all was well because he was there. And I know that love extended to all the family and as we've heard to many others as well who had the privilege of being in her uh, wider embrace. A love for music and singing we've heard about and something that continued right the way through uh, to these uh, difficult uh, recent months and uh, something I will never forget um, when uh, Mike Smith, our current church warden, and I went to visit her in, uh, in Maple Dean, and um, we sat and we tried to make conversation, and that clearly wasn't going to work. Um, so we, we managed to get some hymn words up, uh, and we sang some hymns together, and we went from incoherence to coherence. We went from an inability to connect to a remarkable unity and we sang together for five or 10 minutes. She was lovely. We weren't quite so lovely, but it was still wonderful. The three of us together in that room singing hymns. It was an honor and a privilege. And of course, her love for her Lord, her desire to proclaim the one that she followed, her desire to, to live out 
her commitment to him, her commitment to his church, her commitment to the cause of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, of trusting in him for the here and now and for eternity. So today, as we celebrate her life, as we celebrate her love for Wolfgang, for her family, for those whom her life touched, her love for worship and music and singing, we do so in the faith that she proclaimed, Christ crucified and risen again. This outrageous truth at the heart of the Christian faith, that sin and death will not have the last word because of the cross and the empty tomb. This is her faith. This is the faith of all who follow in the footsteps of Christ. That death and sin will not have the last word. That through what he has done, through the empty tomb, through the glory of the resurrection, we have hope. She has entered into that hope. We have not yet but we trust that for her it is already glorious and for us it will be as we join with her one day in the songs of heaven. Amen. We're going to spend a moment in prayer together so I invite you to bow your heads as we pray. Merciful Father and Lord of all life, we praise you that we are made in your image and reflect your truth and light. We thank you for Beryl's life for the love and grace she received from you and showed among all who knew her. But above all, we rejoice at your gracious promise to all your servants living and departed that we shall rise again at the coming of Christ. And we ask that in due time, we may share with Beryl that clearer vision when we shall see your face in the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies and giver of all comfort, deal graciously, we pray, with those who mourn, especially today. We pray for Roland and Zoe, William and Isabel, Martin and Suzanne, Peter, Liz and Sama and Anna. We pray too for Susan, Geoffrey, Margaret and Julie, for Gisela and Rudolf, for all the family and all those who knew and loved Beryl. Loving Lord, that casting all their grief on you they may know the strength and comfort of your love for them. 
today and in the days ahead. All this we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And I invite you to join with me in the words of the prayer that Jesus taught us as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We return to our service paper and we're going to sing two beautiful songs together before we close in prayer. I invite you to stand.
After the service, we will proceed to the crematorium for the committal. I know some people have travelled a distance, so if you're not coming to the committal, please do rest here and serve some tea and coffee. And then when we all return, we'll share some refreshments together. God, our creator and redeemer, by your power, Christ conquered death and entered into glory. Confident of his victory and claiming his promises, we entrust our sister Beryl to your mercy. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you now and forever. Amen. And may God, in his infinite love and mercy, bring the whole church, living and departed in the Lord Jesus, to a joyful resurrection and the fulfilment of his eternal kingdom. Amen. Thank you. 